Oh, and have the earth just shake and tumble and tremble, for what the people do take. And I want in all over your mind, cause oh, how we, the common, do cry. We the common, thou and the get down, stay down. Welcome back, and what a time to be back. Tomorrow is going to be insane. Hopefully, we've all either already flexed our voices or have a plan lined up to do so. I'll dive more into that in just a minute, but first, let's catch up a little. Hi, it's been a while. You doing okay? Since you can't really answer, I'll just let you know what I've been up to. October was interesting. I did my best to sneak in a few low-key hangouts before the COVID numbers started making it increasingly difficult. I purchased a new computer to get ahead of the sinking ship my old one was becoming. I survived a particularly terrible October drop, whose details will remain private to a point. I've had a few friends have COVID scares, but luckily they've all avoided the worst of it. I did see a doctor about fixing my problems with sleep, and I filled out some paperwork that will hopefully get me into therapy for reals this time. And I handed out candy to absolutely zero trick-or-treaters. That basically sums up the whole month. I'm still tired, I'm still fighting, and I'm still here. So I guess I'll just keep doing what it is that I do best? Well? Decently? Whatever this is. Well, it's here. Election day is practically upon us, and all that's left for me to do is drop off my ballot. Traditionally, I wait until election day to drop off my Utah mail-in ballot off at the local polling place. I turn up, and I skip the line to use the actual voting machines and sink my envelope into that little gray lockbox and snag a quick sticker to put on my phone. I think I will be avoiding that this go-around. And while I hope for a peaceful resolution to this day, the fact that I'm concerned with even showing up in person is very problematic. Whether you're listening to this on the night before or from some future date where you know the outcome, this is my prediction. Biden wins, Trump throws a baby fit, and the GOP use every dirty trick they've learned over the last 40 years to undermine the people of this country. There will be a few scary instances of violence, but no civil war like the guy I passed in the supermarket earlier this week was, quote-unquote, hoping for. We live in a sick country, and voting is our only option to make it better. Please get out there and vote. I want to tell my story, but I don't want it to hurt your opinion on voting. It happened to me, and I'm going to tell it to you in hopes that you learn the same lessons I did. The system needs to change. I've been practicing my right to vote since I was old enough to do so, even if my younger years had their fair share of stupid write-ins and religiously driven opinions. I still went out there and did what needed to be done. As I aged and matured, my opinions became educated, and I would research the beliefs of those who had thrown their hats into the arena before I cast my vote in after them. The more I read about the people, their campaigns, and the politics that drove them to dedicate themselves to the cause, the more I wanted my voice to matter. Then, in 2016, a few friends and I decided to get involved on a higher level. We went to primaries and meetings and were eventually selected to become our local representatives at the Utah Democratic Convention. We were nervous and didn't really know what to expect, but we were excited to be involved. The day before the convention, we drove up to Salt Lake from our small town and crashed with a few friends. We talked about the future and our hopes for the upcoming election. A long way off yet still, but we were there. We were making a difference. Up with the sun, we grabbed our coffee to go and headed towards the center to begin our check-in before the first caucus at 7 in the morning. Upon checking in, we saw a slew of familiar faces from our local scene. The people who had been our local reps for as long as we knew what that meant were standing there with us shoulder to shoulder. 
We had done our research, and armed with the dossier of information provided by the center, we dove in tails wagging. Our eyes were wide with wonder as we sat through the morning meetings, learning whole new levels and processes that drive politics behind the scenes. We shook hands with people like us, but who felt altogether more important in a way I can't really describe. We met potential governors, senators, and judges. We even took ridiculous photo booth photos with the lieutenant governor who won our vote with his unbridled charisma and passion. There were a few key pieces of drama in the early hours. One of the candidates was revealed to be running against the things he was speaking for, and when confronted, he stormed out. We got to speak to the leaders of the local chapter of the Young Democrats, and we talked about the voter suppression happening at our local university, and we were given tools to help fight against it. The dial for excitement and hope slowly twisted to an 11 before the final call to order at the main event. That's when things began to fall apart. We had learned the basics of the Roberts Rules of Orders, and had watched them be applied skillfully for people who had rid the ride before, but now we watched as they were broken by people to push their agenda. Groups would try to speak up during their allotment, only to be immediately dismissed and brushed aside. When votes were called, rather than counting, the speaker just seemed to pick and choose whatever they liked. Those in favor of a motion would often scream out twice over what those opposed would have, only to be defeated by the uncounting speaker. Motions and adjustments were mumbled and purposefully sped through, and the crowd became upset at the proceedings. The result stood that despite what the people at the convention had wanted, the speakers got their way instead. Our hope drained as the blood rose in our faces with anger. Our ability to choose had been taken from us by the system we came to support. Then it was time to cast our final ballots of the day, but when they arrived, they were strangely slim. Several of the people and agenda items we were told we would be helping to choose were absent from the listing. That's when we were informed about a dinner that would take place later that evening, another meeting where the more important matters would be discussed. We voted on what was available, then voted again when the results came back too close to call. Despite the older generation's stubborn grasp, the youth won out, and hopes were once again on the rise. We grabbed a bite and chewed over both burgers and the events of the day. We were dismayed by some of the events, especially the way the main convention was handled, but we prepared ourselves for one more meeting, this mysterious dinner. We spent the day in the city with our friends and let our accomplishments renew us before heading back for the final event. When we got back to the convention center, we were informed that tickets were required. $60 a plate or $300 for a table. We were not prepared for a paywall and neither were the majority of those we stood next to earlier that day. We had been chosen to represent our small town by the people and here we were being cast aside by the system. Several of our fellow representatives were in tears having been told the event was sold out, and because they didn't have the money, they wouldn't get a vote. The hope in us soured and died. We had expected to grow and learn and understand the system on a new level. We did grow. We did learn. That the system has an agenda that is strictly self-serving. We understood that if we wanted to actually have an opinion, the system needs to change. I considered myself an independent voter before aligning myself with the Democratic Party in order to fight against the Republican majority within my state, but my time inside of the system showed me that it's not just one side of the coin that's dirty, the whole thing is bent. But that's why we have to vote. Vote and campaign and push and fight for the things we care about. Start locally and keep pushing. Go to conventions and keep pushing. Tell the stories of the corrupted system. Empower the people who will fight against it. Lend your voice to their cause and we'll watch it get better. I hope I didn't completely dissuade you with that story. Again, I'm still here, and I'm still voting. My hope and pride were bruised, but I will keep fighting for what I believe in. 
Sorry that this turned out to be another horror story episode, even though the ween times are over. I just wanted to tell another of my experiences, a relevant one for what we're all feeling right now. We're in this together, and no matter what the coming months have in store, I'm here. I'll keep being here, and I'll keep fighting. Thanks for tuning in. I've got one more story for you, but I want to do my outro for the first time in a month. Thanks for sticking it through the Halloween-flavored eps for a whole month. I know it was quite the departure from what I had been doing, but I had a lot of fun with it, and I'll do it again next year. Maybe not four full episodes. I don't want to bleed myself dry of all my good spooky tales. My new hosting site is working out well on this end, but I've heard mixed reviews on your side. I think I may upgrade my subscription to get some of those fancier features, maybe end up throwing this thing out to all the podcatchers. So this last story for the week. It was a story from October that I wanted to tell, but was preoccupied with scary stories. I don't think any of the people in the story would be particularly pleased by a public performance of this piece, so they will all remain anonymous. I was hanging out with two friends, and they were talking about various duties concerning their churchly roles. Human A was on a particularly long-winded rant about the youths and how there were days where they would rather drive them into the wilderness and abandon them as opposed to take them to insert church function. Human B sarcastically remarked with CTR and a smirk on their face. CTR, for those of who are blessed with the ignorance to our Utah ways, stand for Choose the Right, and is often emblazoned on nearly everything you could give to a youth to help them remember to CTR. Well, human A, I guess, is a little hard of hearing, because despite the commonality of this phrase, especially concerning his role, he replied with, ETR? What does ETR mean? Without looking up from my phone, I responded with, Eat the rich. Human B nearly choked on a donut in a spasm of laughter, and human A just looked at me with wide eyes over their mask. When human B caught their breath, they looked at me and said, Well, I know how I'm vandalizing a few objects in my life. 